You're listening to the 50 by 50 podcast for the young at heart woman who is looking to get the most out of life as she steps up to 50 and beyond. Hey there, it's Rochelle Marie. Welcome to this episode of the 50 by 50 podcast where today we are talking to the very courageous Tracy uh, and I'm excited to have her join us today um, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. A little bit of a heads up, Tracy and I do know each other slightly from work but there is plenty more to know. Welcome Tracy, thank you for joining us. Hi Rochelle, I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're going to get straight into things. I want to know who is Tracy at this point in time where you are, I think, just over 50, but you can let us know. So who is Tracy? So who is Tracy? I have just turned 51 there you go. Um, in November. So happy I'm birthday. Thanks. <laughs> Um, every birthday is something to be celebrated, right? Because not yes. everyone gets to get here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so who am I now? I am still finding my feet, which is kind of exciting and terrifying all at the same time. <laughs> yes. But right now, so I am a mother of a 13 and a 12-year-old, oh, wow. one who transitioned to high school this year and one that's going to high school next year. So, you know, those transitions come with lots of, challenges and anxiety and excitement all yeah. wrapped up together yeah as Brene Brown says all these things can be true yeah. you can be terrified and excited at the same time and that is okay <laughs> sounds um, a little bit like turning 50 to me <laughs> yeah like I am super grateful that I've discovered people like Brene and yourself and learned that it's okay to have these conflicting feelings mm. and that it's normal. It's so important, right, to understand mm. that we, we all experience these things, no matter how much we think we've got it all together. So I've um, worked in public service for 32 years. Wow. All with the same agency. Wow. But doing different roles within that agency. Yeah. Um, so professionally, I feel like I've got it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I know my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I can make really good contributions. And the reason I've stayed there so long is because I can see that what I do adds value to people's lives. Yeah. Like that is a super important value to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That what I'm doing is making a difference to life. Mm-hmm. I'm also an active volunteer with the Rural Fire Brigade. Wow. And I took on the role of being my son's team manager for his basketball team. Oh, goodness. Yes. I'm having more confidence in who I am and that I can make a contribution. This year, I also stepped up to being a mentor for the first time. Exciting. Which blew lots of people's minds because lots of people for a long time have said, you should be mentoring, not being a mentee. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not that good. Um, but yeah, I stepped up and it was amazing. Awesome. And I am amazing. Yes. And it was great to get that um, confirmation. Yeah. And validation. Yeah. Yeah. My superpower, I think, is my ability to connect with people. Yeah. And um, 
I've done lots of different volunteering, you know, for Daniel Morgan Foundation, Cancer Council, all things that I'm super passionate about. And having already done those things and like organized raffles. Yeah. And there's a lot of no's in those processes yeah. when you approach, when you do the cold approach. But then there's also lots of yeses mm-hmm. of people going, oh my God, that's amazing. And I love the opportunity to be part of that. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. So. I'm kind of okay. In the beginning, I wasn't okay with the nose. I was like, oh, my God, I did it wrong and, you know, all that yes. stuff that you do to yourself. Yes. But over time, I was just like, well, there's nose as part of the process mm-hmm. and there's there's different people and it's not about me. Yes. That's what I've learned yes. is that when when someone has an adverse reaction, I don't go to that automatic what did I do? Yes. How could I have done that better? It's, well, no, you know, I do the self-reflection. Did I go in? Was I being pushy? All that kind of stuff. And if I wasn't, then I go, well, that was actually about the other person. Mm-hmm. That wasn't about me. Um, yeah. But I too, you know, I've had this realisation in the last two years that I am a privileged white person. Mm-hmm. And when I look around me and and see other things going on, I'm realizing that that opens doors that doesn't get open for other women. Yeah. And I'm a little bit ashamed of that. Mm. But at the same time, I'm trying to use that opportunity as a way to put a crack in the door mm-hmm. and be allies for those other people that, might not be having that same experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's flowing through into my work as well. Like I've really taken the blinkers off in the last two years and realised that our policy work was not inclusive of all of the different stakeholder groups. And that realisation has helped me to influence our work so that we can be more inclusive and stop and think about all of the different Mm. multicultural factors people with disability Mm. everything like Mm. it's it's so important Mm. and kind of a little bit surprised that I didn't think about that 10 years ago it is sort of an exciting time to be working towards something new for, for yeah. that is more inclusive for everybody so um yeah, yeah. I, I I hear you on that one and I agree with you I think it's a bit exciting I'm glad that I can be a role model for my kids yes and show them they can do different things and they don't have to be put in one box yes you're not just mum or worker or wife or it's like wow look at that mum's gone and done that exciting thing that yes thing. yes yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. All right. Okay. We're going to get to the big question of the day. So, if you look back on your life, 51 and a bit years now, um, there are normally a, a, at least one or two, if not several, points um, where if they hadn't have happened, you wouldn't be who you are today. Um, you wouldn't be stepping up in your courage and your, you know, trying new things and your mentoring. Um, so I'd love to hear, you know, one or two of those 
sort of pivotal moments that happened in your life? Yeah, so I think my most pivotal moment for me was in my early 20s. I got um, cervical cancer. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, I was in a violent relationship. Mm. Um, And I suddenly realised that I didn't have forever to sort everything out. Like before that, it was like, oh, if only I did this different, I could. Because the relationship started off great. Yeah. Um, and it was wonderful and then it, you know, slowly deteriorated over time with the emotional control before it got to the physical aspects of it. So people often say to me, oh, how did you spend five years Mm. in a violent relationship? Well, he didn't come up to me at the first date and punch me in the face. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, you know, there are so many stereotypical ideas out there about domestic violence and it's like no like yeah. it start well for me it started off as a very loving and was my first loving relationship because mm-hmm. I came from a emotionally abusive childhood mm-hmm. um, so for me it was like oh my goodness I finally have this person who loves me yeah this is amazing mm-hmm. um, and then it started to turn and then you know when I got the cancer it was um I can't have children with this person yeah and I really want to have children and they're telling me that even once we get this cut out I might have a very limited window yeah to have children so I need to start making some different life choices Mm. and it really you know it was People say I'm crazy, but I'm like, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm. Mm. And they're like, how can getting cancer be a good thing? And I'm like, because it made me stop and really evaluate my life choices Mm. and finally get um, the help that I needed to do that emotional healing Mm. because I realised that, you know, I had such feelings of self-loathing and lack of worth from all of that stuff that had already happened even before that point um that once I started to do that healing I was like well no actually all that stuff wasn't about me Mm. that was actually about my mum and her feelings of abandonment and Mm. upset because she came from an emotionally abusive home Mm -hmm. so she carried that over into ours so that was that was her stuff yeah that wasn't about me yeah and then I started making better choices Rochelle Mm. and I started seeing the signs when I would after that relationship I got into some other relationships and I saw the signs that it was yeah no I'm not I'm not doing that to myself again yeah no you're gone and then I took a couple of years where I wasn't in a relationship at all so that I could because I realized I was picking the same kind of guys mm-hmm. and I went you know what I don't want to do this anymore mm-hmm. I want to I do this different I want to do this better and I want to love myself and look after myself and I didn't meet my husband till I was in my 30s mm-hmm. 
and he's 11 years younger than me. Mm. So we didn't date for two years because we were both like, oh, can't do that. Because, you know, I was I was 30 and he was 19 and it was like, oh, nope, yeah. can't go down that road. Yeah. Um, so it took us two years of dancing around each other before we um, he ended up house-sitting a block away from where I lived. And I said, hey, let's have some dinner. And then he basically never left. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. Um, you know, sometimes we need significant things. You know, I don't, I don't call it a terrible thing. Some people are like, oh, and cancer is a terrible thing. Mm. But I don't like to use those words yeah if that makes sense yeah um it was a big thing and it was a big thing that I needed and was a gift mm. for me to make better choices and and turn my life around mm. and now mm-hmm. I have a loving relationship two beautiful children you know I'm ex- I find it hard to say good things about myself. Um, <laughs> but I get lots of validation that I'm amazing at my job. Um, and I am I did a great job doing the team manager role for um, my son's basketball. So I need to start believing the rhetoric that I get from others more. Yes. So it's always a constant battle, right? I think if you've had that trauma earlier in your life Mm -hmm. um those neural pathways are very well embedded in our brain Mm -hmm. and can easily uh, take over Mm -hmm. when there's little bumps along the road instead of being the size that they should have been Mm -hmm. that makes sense it totally makes sense um they are yeah the the neural pathways you form when you're young become super highways uh, and then we think we can just, you know, turn the superhighways into a nice little grass path, and that doesn't happen overnight. It it can happen, um, and you're, you know, it seems to me like you're clearly on that journey. So I'm guessing they're no longer superhighways, um, but yeah, it takes, uh, like, it takes work. It takes time. It it takes more time to get rid of the neural pathways than it did to make them. Um, so, like you keep doing the work, you keep reminding yourself, you keep saying, yeah, you know, turning your thoughts around and your affirmations and all of that kind of stuff to build your new pathways, your new neural pathways along the way. Um, So like you're doing amazing and I get how it is difficult to hear good things about yourself (laughs) because like that's, I mean, that's women, a lot of women, right? We, it takes a lot of time to start, even just to say thank you when someone pays you a compliment. We have to learn how to do that um, because yeah. we've been socialized to deflect. Um, so it is, it's a, it's a, it's a work. I, I'm hoping a lot of fun in the work though. Oh, absolutely. And that it is work. Like I, in my, in my thirties, I was like, oh, I've had, I've had counselling. I'm fixed now. Yes. I'm fixed. Yes. And it's taken me to now to realise there's no fix. No. We're never fixed. No. And we were never broken. No. I, I had other people tell me I was broken, so I kind of believed that. 
Right. And then it's like, well, I wasn't, I was never broken. We just all have different experiences mm -hmm. and we all have to do work in one way or another. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you get, I think in this day and age when we have so much social media, mm. it's so easy to look at other people's posts and go, oh, look, they've got the perfect life mm -hmm. and the perfect family and their kids never play up or have a tantrum or, and it's just not real. <laughs> Imagine if we put our own real lives out on social media. Like it's like we judge everyone else's lives as if what they put on social media is their life. And yet we ourselves don't put our life on social media. Um, we're so we're so bad at that, aren't we? Like we we judge other people so differently than what we judge ourselves as. And yeah, um, yeah. I it is definitely made it easier to do the comparisonitis I think social media and clearly you would find yourself lacking compared to other people's highlight reels um nobody lives a highlight reel so and we're work. having more conversations now right even within our friendships and stuff we're more real with each other yeah than what I saw in my parents generation yeah everything was just pretend mm. and you don't talk about what's going on and you don't you keep it in the family and yes yeah and I was yeah. like wow so unhelpful because everyone felt I feel like everyone would have felt alone yes. like this is just happening to me this isn't happening to other people yeah. whereas now when like you know my son had a breakdown this year as part of transitioning to high school yeah and I've had other girlfriends who kids are already there and they're like oh yeah my kid did the same and I'm like oh good yeah it's not me yeah it's not that I failed him as a parent no. it's not you know no. it's it's different kids have different challenges at different times of their lives and and we have other resources out there that we can plug into and go well this is what I did with my child when they experienced that so next mm -hmm. time Ethan you know, maybe you can redirect him or mm -hmm. have this conversation. Or and it's like, wow, thank you. Yes, I'm so grateful. I'm so yes. grateful that people are willing to share the less pretty stuff. Yeah, yeah, the real stuff. Yeah. The yeah. real stuff. Yeah, uh, and I and I guess maybe we have social media to thank for that as well, in a way. Um, particularly more recently and, and I include I guess podcasting a, a little bit in social media where we do have people like Brene Brown that are out there having those real conversations and that encourages us to have those real conversations where you know it's the it's the modeling thing we've never heard it before so why would we do it and now we're hearing it and it's becoming more um, more prevalent and so you don't feel as uh scared because it, it still takes some courage there is still courage to bring up something like even talking menopause at work you know I like I talk about on this podcast quite often I hear other people talking about it now in social media quite often and yet at work it's still like oh is this appropriate uh and yeah. yet like it's life it's 50 percent of the population is going to go through this thing if they're lucky why wouldn't we be talking about it? It's just life. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, it, it's, 
I think there are some really positive sides that come from social media and we just need to recognize the negative sides and have our um, boundaries really strong around what we allow to affect us and what we don't. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Yeah. So like, thank you for sharing that story. That's a huge huge story and, and clearly a huge part of your life and uh I love that you were able to turn that trauma around and see it for you know really positive I, I listened to a podcast the other day because I always do um and he talked about um research done on uh like the strength of people and how there are people that have um, never been through trauma people that have been through trauma and pretend that they haven't ignore it and people that have been through trauma and face it and work through it and the strongest people are that third lot of people not the ones that have never been through trauma they're actually no not stronger for it and you need to have been through some trauma to build that strength to come out the other side and to I think really understand gratefulness really yeah like you need those the shadows and the light right to be able to go yes I I am happy I know I'm happy because I've been on the other side of this um so yeah like I love that you were able to take that trauma and really turn it around and be grateful for it that's amazing so um well done and it gives you something to get perspective like yes. sometimes something small can happen and I'm like oh my god it's the end of the world and then I'm like look back at your life <laughs> look at what you've experienced let's get some perspective here yes, yes. And that's another like Brene lesson she's the first time stuff yes where you go of course that was scary yes but let's get perspective on that yeah. and um we can so easily lose it. Yeah. 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 It, it, particularly in the moment. Uh, and it's that, you know, I know that you talk about this um, around like taking a breath, stopping and taking a breath. Uh, so in the moment, yes, our, you know, our basal ganglia, all the, the lizard brain kicks in. That's that's all of us. We really can't help that initial response. But the ability to know that we can take a breath from that initial response and then, or or should I say initial reaction, and then choose our response from there on in. Um, At any point, wherever we catch ourselves, you know, in that process, overreacting, taking a breath and being able to respond to it. um, Again, it's life-changing to be able to do that. Uh, You you can see the people that haven't learned that skill yet. Um, And it... You just wish you could give them a hug. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, we're all on our own journey, right? Mm-hmm. I am a, a fixer by nature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I was I was constantly trying to rescue people. Yeah. Maybe because I'd had my own trauma mm. and no one rescued me. And I I'm glad I rescued myself, but it would have been nice to have some helping hands rather than all the hands pushing you back into the trauma. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, but you can guide and provide information to others, but you can't rescue them and you can't. Yeah. 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 It's, it's finding that balance as a rescuer. Uh, it's yeah. a tricky, it's a tricky balance. Um, I think stepping back to questions for me is often a way to keep myself from rescuing and still providing guidance. Yeah. The guidance. And your what, not why, changed my life, Rochelle. Yeah. Changed my life. Good. Changing my questions because I'd be with my kids. I realized I did it all the time. Yeah. I'd be like, why did you do that? And then I was like, okay, if I just go have a look in the kitchen, what do you think might be need to be fixed in there? And then they go, oh, I left the milk out. What do you think you could do about that? I can put that back in the fridge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now I, I pause again, it's that pause, right? Of going, okay, how do I, how can I reframe this to a what question? Mm -hmm. So I can teach my kids to save themselves mm -hmm. and give them that personal power. Mm -hmm. So I am very grateful that I learned that from you. Thank you. Welcome. You're welcome. And, I, and I'm glad you're using it. And I love that, that using it with your children in particular is helping them build those neural pathways for their own thinking. And their, like you will be the question in their head as they go through life. <laughs> your what questions will be in their head now because those neural pathways are being built. Um, and it like, yes, fantastic. Yeah. Because growing up, I only had the whys, right? Yes which just delved more into that emotional reaction stuff. Well, mm -hmm. oh, obviously I did something wrong mm -hmm. is where that question always led me. Mm -hmm. Oh, I did it wrong again. I did it wrong again. If only I tried harder at school, my mother would love me. If mm -hmm. only, you know, I wouldn't be a disappointment. I wouldn't be a failure if I did something different because of the whys. Yeah. And now I go, well, actually, that was your stuff. That wasn't mine. Yeah. 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 Yes. Awesome. Okay. Um, was there another uh, pivot or, or like, cause that's a huge one, I think. I think that's my big, that's my big yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I think I might be about to experience a new one. Mm. I have decided to apply for a role external to my current organization, which I never thought I would do. I was years. 32 years with the same organization. Yeah. And I thought that I would be a lifer in the uh -huh. one department. Uh -huh. But I have been doing lots of self-growth. Mm. And the last six months, I felt a lot of frustration. Mm -hmm. And in, in working through that, I've realized that's about the fact that I have grown mm -hmm. and that others have not yeah. and that they don't want to and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but it means that I, I've, I've outgrown it. Mm. 
and I need something completely new and different. Mm-hmm. And it's terrifying, mm-hmm. but it's also exciting to go, well, you know what? Actually, I've got lots of transferable skills mm-hmm. and, and I can do this. So, yeah, I feel like I might be on the, on the road to a new pivot. And it's all learning, right? If this one doesn't work out, yes, and it's a completely different application process, yeah, to what I have done before, yeah. So I was like, you know, initially I was like, oh, I can't do that. And then one of my friends was like, what do you mean? Of course you can. You're amazing. And I'm like, that's right. I am. I am amazing. <laughs> of course I can do this. Good and job. what a what a great growth opportunity to do a whole different process than I've ever done before. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So it's that reframing, right? Yes. When that fear comes out and tries to push us back down into that little comfort zone, we go, thanks, fear. But mm-hmm. actually, this is a really great opportunity for me to become an even better person. Mm-hmm. Mm, love it. All right. What okay. has been the most surprising thing for you about this stage of life? I was not prepared for perimenopause and I think I'm now in the start of the real deal. <laughs> menopause. Yeah. Um, how do you know? Yeah. Tell me how you know that. Well. What's the think um, part? So the think part is that the night sweats have gotten much worse. Um, some physiological symptoms with aches and pains and things, which I didn't even know was like a symptom, right? And I'm forgetting my words. Yes. Yep. Which I had no idea that was a symptom either. <laughs> like I am so grateful that there are people out there doing podcasts and other resources because my mother told me when I got my period I'd have it for a year and then it would stop. <laughs> Oh dear. So, you know, didn't have, and because of our family environment, I had an older sister, but it was, you never talked about things. No. It was, yeah. you were never allowed to talk about things. Yeah. So I didn't even have her to like go, oh yeah, this is what's going to happen and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um. So now that I'm in it, it's kind of like, why, why is this happening to me? Mm. And that's like, oh, that's normal. And that happens to other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay then. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can kind of process it mm. when you've got the information. Otherwise, you feel like you kind of, it's like, oh, my God, do I have dementia? Yes. <laughs> my, my kids are like, oh, what's wrong with you? Is it dementia? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> and then I was like, no, no, I don't. This is actually a menopause thing. Yes. The gift that keeps on giving us a woman. So, uh, and my daughter hasn't got her period yet. So it's like, okay, you're going to be on this journey too soon. And yeah. it's okay. We all survive it. Um, yeah. Mm, mm. But it's, yes, it's the gift that keeps on giving. That's what I call it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I otherwise I'd probably cry all day. I know, I know. Um, I 
picked up there on on your why is this happening to me so that immediately makes me reframe to why is this happening for me um so if I asked you that why is this happening for me what comes up for you um why is this happening for me to teach me patience Mm. and um compassion Mm. compassion for myself Mm. I'm really bad at that Mm. um it's still something that I'm really having to remind myself to do and to ground myself and and be I'm great at being empathetic with other people Mm -hmm. but not so and there's that but word Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not doing that for myself Mm -hmm. um so yes so why is this happening for me to teach myself some Mm self-compassion yes and as a person with diagnosed anxiety and depression um and with that being known in the workplace and having experienced how people treated me differently, um, I'm super passionate about changing that one. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it shouldn't ever be like, we all have mental health. Yes. This is the thing, whether you've got a diagnosed condition or not, Yeah. unexpected things can come at you and you can be a bit different mm-hmm. someday. I learned a new question the other day, which I love. Mm. Instead of are you okay, it is what is it like to be you today? Ooh. And to me, that is such a powerful question to ask myself when I'm doing my journaling yeah. and even just to ask other people, yeah. what's it like to be you today? Yeah. And it can be, oh, well, actually today I'm feeling a bit tired or, you know, the kids were like a handful this morning, so... I'm kind of distracted. I like that. That's a powerful question, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's anyway, awful. let's move on. Yes. Uh, last question for the day. <laughs> what are you looking forward to the most right now? I am looking forward to both of my kids being at high school. Yeah. Not having to do school drop-off anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, applying for some new roles mm. and putting myself out there and believing in myself. Mm. I feel like I'm finally at that point where mm. I really believe in myself and my abilities and that I'm not just successful because of where I am and, yeah. the, you know, I've got a huge network and I think in earlier in my career I was like I'm only successful because of all the people I have around me mm-hmm. and then doing the women in technology mentoring program and being with people from all different types of fields and stuff and having them care about what I had to say and what I had to contribute made me finally realize that I am the key mm-hmm. and I build those relationships and it's not that I 
if I go somewhere else, I can build those relationships. Yes. And that I still don't have to know everything because mm. that is the secret of success. Mm. Not knowing everything, knowing who does know. So I don't have to fill my brain with stuff that I don't get anyway, right? I'm not an engineer. Yeah. I don't know how they build roads. Mm. I don't want to know. Mm. But I need to know for my work because people use the road. So, but it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to surround myself with all these people that know all this other stuff. And then I just need to know my little bit and get them to contribute their bit mm. and look amazing. Because mm. people are like, oh, wow, Tracy, you looked at that from all perspectives. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Look at me. And they're like, you're so amazing. I'm like, well, I am. <laughs> but I'm also amazing because I got all the other amazing people to contribute as well. I didn't try to do it all by myself. Mm. Yeah. If only we could so, get everybody to to get that that power that like that to me is your superpower is your ability to connect with others and connect others with others. Others. Yeah, that's a superpower because a lot of people feel like that makes them less than if they're relying on others and and it's like no that is such a strength yeah thank you tracy um an amazing conversation i've really enjoyed this and uh it's been great getting to know you better i have had um yeah like complete new perspectives of you uh and some ones I already knew about that I wholeheartedly agree with so I appreciate <laughs> you uh, I appreciate your time today and um, yeah thank you thanks Rochelle it's been an absolute pleasure I've loved connecting thank you so much for listening to the 50 by 50 podcast I'm really glad you're here if you enjoyed today's episode could you rate and leave a review this really goes a long way in helping other women to find the podcast. Also, if you have a question about turning 50 or making the most out of life, email me at rochelle at herleadershipway.com. You'll find that address in the show notes and I might be able to address it in an upcoming episode. And I'll see you next episode.